0: Welcome to the Passive Income MD Podcast, where we talk about creating your ideal life through multiple streams of income. I'm your host, Peter Kim. If you enjoy hearing about this stuff, make sure to hit subscribe so I can bring it to you every week. Now let's get on with the show. Hey everyone, hope you've had another great week. This week, my voice has been a little shot. I don't know if you've been dealing with that kind of stuff too. Family, at home, sickness, this never-ending cycle. Stay strong. You're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. But I thought this might be the perfect opportunity to share one of my favorite interviews with a good friend, one of the most fascinating women in medicine and finance, Dr. Bonnie Koo. She's a dermatologist. She's a certified life coach, passionate about helping type A successful women with personal finance strategies, but this stuff can apply to everybody listening to this. She talks about her financial struggles, what it took to get past that. Now she educates others. If that story sounds at all familiar, it kind of mirrors my own journey to talking about passive income and finances, especially in the physician world. Now she hosts a successful podcast. She has workshops. She has retreats, all these amazing things. This interview first aired at one of our leverage and growth summits. She was one of 30 plus physicians who shared their stories, their entrepreneurial journeys to inspire other physicians to leverage their ideas to create passive income? I love sharing these stories with you. We're gonna have our next summit, March 15th through 19, 2023. I hope you're a part of it. You're gonna really like this interview. Hope you enjoy. I'm now excited to be talking to Dr. Bonnie Koo. She's a certified life coach, a physician, and founder of Wealthy Mom MD. Her mission is to help women create wealth and rewrite history. She's the host of the Wealthy Mom MD podcast and an author now. Uh, of this book called defining wealth for women um, peace purpose and plenty of cash here's a copy of it right here i don't know i think it's kind of whited out but there it is right there uh bonnie how you doing
1: doing great
0: yeah every time i talk to you like you've got something new going on um we're gonna start talking about it tell tell us a little bit about just in the beginning just right off the bat like what is this book about
1: yeah so the title i think is pretty self-explanatory so it's called defining wealth for women And it says peace, purpose, and plenty of cash. Cause I think it's really easy to get sucked into like, I want to have more money, like kind of really focusing on them. And money's great. And it's super fun to have. Right. It like, I think it makes life more enjoyable in many ways. Right. But I think if you forget that, like having like purpose, like I think that's what really makes humans happy. Right. Like when you have a sense of purpose and then having like peace, like peace of mind. So it's like bringing all three, Together, right? It's not just about the money. Money is great. It's great to have a lot of it, but like if you don't have the other two, it's like it's kind of I feel like life is kind of empty and meaningless. So
0: that's awesome. I mean, is that kind of what your brand is about? Can you tell people what is wealthy mom MD? What do you particularly do with that brand? And what is the focus?
1: Yeah. So this is a great question. And so I know many of the people watching, they might have an idea of starting a business or they might have started and they're early on. And the one thing I want to say is like my brand has evolved over time. And so I think we just have to be okay with that, you know, and that that's just, that's how you grow, right? Because as you get more information, your brand is going to morph. And so I started out as purely financial education. Like I was educating myself about money. And then I realized it was something a lot of women physicians in particular, because I was in these, you know, physician mom groups, none of us knew anything about money. Right. And so I just started answering everyone's questions. And then I started a blog and it's funny right because I think it's so important who you end up meeting and talking to along the way right it's not like this happened in a vacuum like I had a friend suggest like hey you should start a blog and then actually like you a year later you're like hey you should get going on the business <laughs> you know it's like these you know these seemingly like you know random sentences and words but they all helped sort of push me along And so, yeah, I started as a like purely like just teaching people like, hey, this is a Roth IRA or hey, this is how you should invest. Hey, you should get this life insurance. And that's how I got started. And then I started working with a coach who, you know, Sonny Smith, and. There's different types of coaching, So the type of coaching that she did with me was really working on our limiting beliefs, right, Mm -hmm. because. I think every business owner or just anyone who's trying to do big things in life, you're gonna have that like inner critic, that negative self-talk, like, well, you really can't do this. Why don't you be realistic? You're gonna have friends say the same thing. Like, you're a doctor, you should just, you know, stay there. It's Mm -hmm. it's good money, it's secure. Like, why would you want to do this? Like, you're gonna hear it from other people, and then obviously yourself. And so I think a coach can really help you really go after your dreams, right? And so then I realized that was kind of the missing piece with money, right? Because doctors are like, obviously we're smart. When I say smart, I mean like we have this ability to like inhale a lot of information, make sense out of it, right? And then we have to like use it in our daily, you know, to diagnose and treat patients, but then also be able to like explain things, you know, hopefully as a doctor, you explain things in layman language, right? And so I realized this was the missing piece of money. It's like, okay, women physicians or any smart, successful woman, like they don't have a learning problem, right? And money itself as a skill set or as a knowledge base isn't actually that hard, but we have so many limiting beliefs in the way hmm. from, a, from like doing, you know, getting to where we want. And so I basically, I think of it as like, I just added more tools to my kit of helping women with money. You know, at first it was like, hey, this is information because even that was hard to come by in like a succinct way. And then I added another tool to my kit like box, so to speak, where now I help women, well, do both. I still help with the financial strategy piece, but now I'm helping them actually implement it, right? Because that's all mind stuff, basically.
0: Yeah, I mean, people see you now, and you are this trusted resource when it comes to talking about money, and you have this you know, amazing brand. But you mentioned that you know it started from pretty humble beginnings, I think, where you just kind of started talking about it. I mean, yeah. is, was money always a... Kind of like something that you focused on early on and something that you always felt you were good at um even throughout like training in medical school
1: (laughs) not at all and i think that's actually you know i think when you think of well i can only speak for myself and maybe some of my other friends who are entrepreneurs is like a lot of times it ends up being something that we used to struggle with ourselves and then we sort of overcame it and then we help other people with the same struggles right i know that's kind of like part of your story too and so no money, it's funny because I used to work at Morgan Stanley, but I worked in IT, but a lot of people will hear Morgan Stanley be like, oh, you worked in finance. I'm like, no, I worked on the computer side, but I didn't learn about money until my last year of residency. And then I'm one of those people that once I get into something, if I enjoy it, that is, I like just consume everything. And then I didn't realize, I mean, I guess I knew that it wasn't something people really knew, but I didn't know that it was something that a lot of people had trouble with, you know what I mean? Because I just didn't really think about it. And when I was in these Facebook groups, that's when I realized that there is like this whole, you know, this like need for someone to help them. Obviously, there are other people doing the same thing. But I think this is what I love about <clears throat> entrepreneurship is like, because I'm sure a lot of people have lived in place like, well, someone's already doing that, right? There's already so many coaches just to give coaching mm-hmm. example. But I think w- what we have to remember is like, not everyone's gonna resonate with, this person or that person. And so I almost feel like there really can never be enough unless everyone has financial literacy, which we know is not the case, right?
0: Yeah, when you started learning and doing all this stuff, you said you started a blog, I know you started some courses, you started all that. Like, how did you learn how to start that in the beginning? And what were some of the resources you used to get you where you're at today?
1: Yeah, so the blog thing, that was completely like do it yourself, but I think having that IT background help. Like to me, tech is not hard at all. I know that's something a lot of people have trouble with. Like tech, you know, they get really stuck in that. But you know, I used to code, right? So not hardcore coding, but you know, more than the average person. And so um, back then, um, but WordPress was around back then, so that that makes things easier. like you have to really know. But if I had if I wanted to tweak something, I knew how to massage the code, and I still do that today because I I know a little bit you know, about web development. So that was just like, and I just use like a template and it's funny. I wish I had a screenshot of the old website, not that it was ugly, but it's just very different than what I have today. And then what I ended up doing is educating myself. Cause the thing is like, I didn't know anything about an online business marketing, like funnels, right? Like people hear funnels are like, what the heck is a funnel, right? Or what's a CRM or what are these acronyms we use in online business. So I took courses on all of this stuff. So I took Marie Forleo's B-School, which is kind of like an overview of online business, like how to think about marketing, how to think about your customers, how to like um, deliver your content, right? And then I took Amy Porterfields. I took like all of her courses, basically. I took Stu McClellan. I, d- I just did like a I think of it as my internship. it was like all in the same year. I just like went all in to learn it all.
0: Yeah, and then basically you were just able to take those and apply it and, and create your own courses. And how long did that take to happen?
1: Yeah, so the first time I did a course, um, it's interesting because I see a lot of people get stuck with their first course because a lot mm-hmm. of us struggle with perfectionism, right? And so what I ended up doing is I did something called pre-selling. And so what that means is you sell the course before it's like ready right? Because you only have to do it one module or one lesson at a time, depending, right? Because some people have courses where you get everything at once kind of like Netflix, or you can like drip it out like a a lesson at a time. So I did like a lesson at a time. And so I just had to be ahead a week, right? And so that's something I tell a lot of like, new course creators is like, you know, don't put so much pressure on yourself to have this um, perfectly polished course. Like, do you remember when you made your first version of Passive Estate Academy?
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a mess. I, I'm kind of like, you never wanna even look at it again, right, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, I think one thing I've learned is like, you just wanna get it out there mm-hmm. and it's in the getting out there that you make it better. right? Mm-hmm. That's how you evolve. That's how, actually I remember Brendan Burchard, I went to a conference with him, it was the Kajabi summit. And he said like, if you think about the word perfect as a verb, you can't perfect something unless it's already out there. You put it out there and then you perfect it. Hmm. And so that really like stuck with me when I heard that. So it's like, okay, I gotta get version one out. I know version one can help people. Like that's something I really had to tell myself because it, you can, otherwise you're gonna get really stuck in like, it's not perfect, it's blah, blah, blah. Right, but that's like being self-focused right? Like worried about how you're going to look. But if you focus on like, I know I can help someone. And even version one is going to help someone, of course, it's going to get better. But I used to have like, um, really negative self talk about if it's not perfect, it's not going to really help as many people as possible. But I think we have to realize like, you know, version one can help a lot of people.
0: And you were doing all this stuff while still practicing medicine. I know you're a dermatologist by training. Can you tell a little bit, people a little bit about how you were able to balance or or marry both of those things together?
1: Yeah. So I was, when I started working on the course, I remember this was like summer of 2019 and I was working in a private practice and I ended up switching to locums that summer. And so I think I sold the course right when I was making that transition. And so the locums job I had, there's obviously different permutations, but it was like two weeks on, two weeks off. And so it was kind of like perfect, right? I have two weeks off to like work on it. Although I think we ended up traveling a lot, but I definitely remember like working all day, coming home and then like recording, like planning and recording content. And so it was definitely a bit of a grind, you know, that summer. And then, um, well, 2020 hit, right? The pandemic. (laughs) So I finished up a locum's job the end of February, 2020. And then like looking back, I mean, it's like, it's just crazy how everything happened, you know? And I wasn't planning to stop practicing myself. Like it, it, maybe it was like a distant plan, right? But I wasn't actively thinking like, I'm going to quit. But I think the pandemic kind of expedited that, like basically I couldn't get a job. Like the goal was to come back from locums, get a part-time job locally, like two to three days a week and continue working on my business. But then everything shut down and I couldn't, you know, get work. And then even when things opened up in terms of job markets, this was pre-vaccine, right? In 2020. And so I wasn't, excited about working and exposing myself my family and you know the best part you know Peter is I didn't have to right I was in a position where I didn't have to do that and there's so much freedom in that and what's funny is because people I think people assume that I must have millions of dollars saved up in order to do that but I really don't and that's one thing that I really teach my class the message I want to give is like you don't have to be a gazillionaire or like have your retirement money or retirement number. Cause people talk about this like a magical number. Once you reach, then you can retire. Like you don't have to have that in order to, you know, carve out the type of life you want. Like you can start making changes a lot earlier than you think.
0: Hmm. I mean, when did you actually transition it from, Uh, like actually to a business? And what what was behind that decision? Because, you know, you could just work as a dermatologist, you could, you know, you like talking about this stuff and you could just talk about it online, but why actually take it to the next step and decide that this is gonna be some sort of either money-making venture, but also create a a business and a system around this?
1: Yeah, it's, that's a good question. You know, I I wish, (laughs) sometimes I think people wanna hear like, I don't know, one day God gave me this message (laughs) that I should do this, right? But it really comes just down to like deciding to do it. I know it sounds kind of like maybe mundane, but I think I just decided like, hey, why not? Like, why not? Like, why not go all in? And the worst that could happen is it fails and I go back to being a doctor full time. Like it didn't Mm -hmm. seem like a bad plan B, so to speak, right? And and then intentionally surrounding myself with people who are doing the same thing, right? Because if I... I think when you don't do that it's really easy to kind of like and then you're just trying to buy naysayers kind of right because that's kind of like what most people are like be realistic and you know stay in your lane or whatever they say so all
0: right let's talk a little bit about the book real quick in terms of the process of writing the book and i love grabbing it here because it's it's a really nice color <laughs> it's very nice and it <laughs> it's, it's on, nicely on our <laughs> uh, coffee table but um why why did you decide to even go about writing a book i know that a lot of people when they're doing them you know, they're going to different ventures. They probably go through that same process of like, should I write a book? Is that, you know, what's that look like and, and what's the purpose of it? So I'd love to kind of dive into that a little bit for you and yeah. with you. So, I mean, what made you decide to actually go through the process of writing a book? Because I know it, it can be difficult.
1: <laughs> so it's funny, like even when I had the blog back in the day, because now I have a, now it's a podcast. It's been a podcast mm-hmm. for a little over a year now. I actually want to write a book from the very, very beginning. And it was different at the time, right? Because I remember like looking into the whole book thing because I didn't know anything about publishing. I never considered myself a writer. And I was like, oh, I need to write like a book proposal. That's what people do with a nonfiction thing, right? And so I I remember I actually started writing it and I actually kind of like mapped out a table of contents. And this was going to be more of a financial how-to book strategy. But then I kind of like put it down. I was like, basically, I'm like, this sounds like a lot of work, (laughs) writing a book, right? And um, I actually at FinCon a few years ago, I think you were at that FinCon, I, you know, met with a company that like helps you publish it, right? They like really, mm-hmm. you know, take you step by step through the process. And I actually signed on with them. I think you signed on with them too. And I did it for two months and then I quit. And so I think it's to say that it's I wouldn't say it's hard to write a book, but it's not mm-hmm. just something you just whip out in a day, right? right it's a, like right. a whole process. And so just to give you that background, because it's not like I just decided one day and it's and the book is here, right? Like there's a lot of trial and error and like putting it away, like, oh, I'll get to this. Because I think it's really easy to be like, I'll do all this later with the book. And I guess what finally did it is actually, I think you recommended Scribe Media to me. I thought it was you, but maybe it wasn't. And and I think I just felt like I'd gotten to a place, and this is what I want to say before about what I was saying about businesses evolving over time, like your message becomes clearer and clearer. But one thing that I love to what, to think about it, and this is for everyone who's new is like, when you're starting out, I feel like sometimes it's a little vague and maybe cloudy of what you want to do. Like you might be clear on who you want to help and what you want to teach, but it still might seem kind of vague, but it's in the doing right in the like, making offers, making Mm -hmm. offers, meaning like just you know, offering a product, whatever that is, right? Digital or whatever, physical, a retreat. And doing it, executing it, having people go through whatever your content is, that's when you really learn and evolve. And so I definitely couldn't have written this book if I started it back in 2018 or 2019. It would have been a completely different book, which would have been fine, like, right? I just would have maybe more than one book. And that's kind of a long story. But I think what the reason why I wrote it is, I think a few things, right? It's to make the message accessible, right? Because, you know, a book is like what? Less than 20 bucks, right? Extremely accessible financially wise. Cause you know, my coaching programs are, they start at a few thousand dollars, right? And so that's not necessarily accessible to everyone. Like when I'm thinking of medical students, residents or, you know, that sort of thing. So, and also it's like a form of legacy. Like that's something I didn't think about until after the book was published. But one of the things I've been thinking about as, you know, the I'm planning the book launch is like, it's something that's gonna live beyond me. And so that might seem kind of like, you know, self-centered. I mean, it, pro- it probably is a little bit, but it's also like, it's something that I think is really cool. Like, cause it would suck to like have this, you know business where I'm trying to help women and then to have a die with me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it kind of leaves a legacy of my ideas on how, you know, how I want to help people. So that's how I think about it. And then also it's great. Like, it's like a really amazing business card. <laughs> Right, like instead of like well, first of all, I feel like people don't really do business. It's like, hey, I wrote a book, and I feel like it gives you instant like street cred, right? If you're an author and you have a book, it's like people are like, oh, you're an author, right? And it's a great way to like organize your ideas. So it's it's like, I think if like it checks a lot of boxes, basically. Mm
0: -hmm. All right, I mean, you know, I know it sounds like when people again see you, they they see you built this brand you know, they see your journey. And, you know, honestly, it seems like you've done really well in a short period of time. I know there have to have been some challenges along the way, or some kind of, you know, things you would have done differently if you went back. Do you mind sharing a few of those things with us?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it's really easy to look at successful people and think like, they didn't have any trouble with it, right? Because I think this is what I see a lot of business owners or entrepreneurs struggle with is like they have they hit a roadblock they or they feel terrible they're disappointed like something you know they try to sell something and no one bought it right and then they just feel so down on themselves but i think what they don't realize is that that happens to all of us right we've all had to deal with that and i think it's how you react to it that determines whether you move forward or not but yeah i've had i remember like um yeah, someone who went through my first version of the program basically told me she hated it and thought it sucked <laughs> it, like that happened and i remember it like just deflated me like i took it so hard i took it so personally and i remember like i felt like it like affected me for weeks you know i don't think it was months but i think it was several weeks right and so and and i think this is a lot of doctors like we feel this way when we get a bad patient review like we just take it so personally and so I remember that happening, and then yeah, I've definitely like had launches more than one launch where I didn't get the number, of, I didn't hit my goal, for example, or refund requests. Like it's all that stuff has happened, right? Or or like I remember I actually wrote an email that a lot of people found offensive, and so like I remember like feeling so much shame around that. And so yeah, but there's I can I can keep going on yeah. on. And on, and on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think we can all relate. I mean, anybody who's run a business, run a practice, anything like that, there's always setbacks, and sometimes we tend to focus on the negatives, right? It could be yeah. 99 positive, one thing negative, and that's just the thing that we take home with us. But yeah. um, I think you've been a great example of kind of just showing people you just keep moving, right? You just keep growing, you keep inventing yourself, reinventing yourself, and, and you know yeah. evolving. And I think you've done a great job at that. I mean, what does your life look like today, now, in terms of? you know, medicine, your business, kind of your your whole life. I'd love to hear more about it. Like what it looks like.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I had, I, I stopped, I stopped seeing patients basically. So that locum's job ended, like I said, in February, 2020. And I actually ended up doing some teledermatology for most of 2020. And I, I quit that about a year ago when we're recording this and I haven't, you know, I haven't closed the door, but I, I stopped doing the maintenance of certification. I don't know if you have that for your specialty, mm-hmm. but they started doing this, you know, oh, we get that. every yeah, year that sure. we got into. Yeah, every year. <laughs> I kind of stopped doing that. I stopped paying it. So I don't know, I mean, and we have to recertify every 10 years, which mm-hmm. for me will be in 2025. And so I've already decided I'm not gonna, you know, recertify for my boards. Um, but one, th- I mean, like I said, but I'm not closing the door and the way I think of it, right. Cause I know a lot of doctors have, they feel a lot of guilt. and I know they have a lot of trouble about making a decision to either leave or even like cutting back. Right. Mm-hmm. And the way, and I think it's because, well, a lot of people, including other doctors in society would say like, why would you spend all this time become a doctor if you're not going to do it, but which is so silly, right? Because. So many other people, they they're re- they've reinvent themselves and no one says the same thing to them. Right. And plus, I also feel like I wouldn't have been able to do what I do if I wasn't a doctor first. Right. And so I always think but like I don't think it was wasted time or effort at all. Like, I don't I don't have any thoughts about that. So the way my way my life looks now is like I make my own schedule. I work from home, which is like good. And there's like positive and negatives. Right. The negative is like I'm like by myself all the time. I don't interact with a lot of people. And so. I definitely make the effort to travel a lot to I mean pandemic has obviously slowed that down but you know going to conferences or just meeting people in real life and you know make, and doing that but what's great about making my own schedule is like I can travel whenever I want to like I don't have to like ask for permission to go somewhere my my kid is young enough that taking out of school to travel is like doesn't matter um, and one thing I just started Peter is I actually now work 3 days a week So I take Mondays and Fridays off. It's not fully there, but um, I'm slowly making my way there because I used to work four days because a dermatologist. I never worked five days a week, to be honest. And so going from four to three, I was like, that makes sense.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's something you mentioned that I I mean, uh, it sounds like you really built an intentional life, which I think is really powerful. And one thing you did mention is that you don't think you would have actually been able to create this business or get where you're at without having gone through all the training and being a doctor. And so I think that, you know, I'd love to hear more about like what you think, like, you know, in terms of your training and being a doctor, like allows you to be successful and and allows you to be where you're at today. Cause I think a lot of people think about that, right? They're doctors and, you know, maybe they think they're, I don't know, you know, they just haven't had the opportunity, you know, to study these things in the past. So they cannot be successful at that in the future. But I mean, you're an example of somebody who has done that. And in fact, you think it's actually helped you. You mind talking about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think we can all agree as physicians that we're really, like I said, really good at learning, right? So like, why couldn't we learn something new, you know? But I think it's really easy to, you know, we're kind of in this like medicine bubble, right? You know, it's like, that's all we know. And like, we forget there's other things out there. But I think we have to remember, like, we're really good at learning. So like learning a new skill, like learning about how to start a business, like it's, it's learnable, right? And we're really good at learning. So just like keeping that in mind. And then in terms of think another way I think about it is, you know, I kind of got started by being in a physician-only group. And, you know, in terms of like how this business even started, right? And so just like being in that community.
0: Yeah, I mean, that can be really powerful because again, we, you know, um, like you mentioned before, like you having your voice having been there, I think that's why so many people relate to you and it's relevant stuff for them. I, I think that people are gonna listen to this and they're gonna wanna know how they can at least get your book. They're going to want to find out more about you and what you do, and they might want to reach out to you. Where are the best places for people to reach you?
1: Yeah, so my website, WealthyMomandD.com, we have a book website, which is the book title, Defining DefiningWealthForWomen.com. And if, when you go to the book website, you can actually download a preview of the book so you can get the introduction and the first chapter. And so it's a great way to get a taste of it before you buy it. So...
0: All right, that's awesome. Check it out, definingwealthforwomen.com. Her website is Wealthy Mom MD. Um, and so, you know, the way we leave everybody on all these interviews, there are going to be some people who want to do what you do. Um, what is the number one tip for you, you have for someone who wants to follow in your footsteps?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I've been thinking about this. I think it's if there's any nudge, whether it's like a little whisper, right? Because I think for a lot of people, it's us like a little whisper, like, ooh. I want to do that, or it might just, they feel inspired. And I want to say, if you're feeling inspired by any of these talks, it's because there's a part of you that like wants to do that. And it's like, so I guess my advice is to listen to that. You know, don't ignore it. Cause I think when we ignore our dreams like a part of us kind of dies, so to speak, right? And so listen to that whisper and just like start taking steps. And if you're watching this, you're already taking that step, I think so.
0: Well, this has been awesome. Thanks so much for um, all the amazing advice. Your story is amazing. Uh, I love all the contribution you're doing to our community, which I feel like you're helping so many people out there. People should check out your website, check out your book and keep up the amazing work and let's talk again soon.
1: Bye, thank you.
0: Okay, bye. Enjoy the show? Let me know by dropping a review in the podcast app you're listening to us in. And if you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe. Are you part of our community yet? Join thousands of physicians who are also on this journey to creating their ideal lives through multiple streams of income. You can join us on our Facebook group, Passive Income Docs, and you can always learn more at our website, PassiveIncomeMD.com. Thanks again for allowing me to be a part of your journey. See you next time.